0: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up
1: now at ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
2: Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Signs, Wonders, and Miracles. Tonight, we're going to start our journey in Revelation 14. Welcome to the program, Pastor James.
3: Well, thank you, Dorothy. I'm glad you used that word, Journey. Because a lot of people don't realize that's what we're really on, a journey. Everything is all about the journey that we're here on this earth. I've got a a friend of mine here tonight, and I'd like for her to introduce herself. Uh, Will you tell them your name and what church you go to?
4: My name is Rhonda Mayberry, and I go to Memorial Church International.
3: And who's your pastor?
4: Apostle Larry B Aiken and Pastor Olivia C Q Aiken. Oh,
3: where are they located? Are um, they here in Kansas City?
4: Yes, um, eleven eleven four twenty four Hickman Mills Drive in Kansas City, Missouri.
3: Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad you're here today. We're going to be uh, discussing, as, as my friend Dorothy said, the Book of Revelations, the uh, journey <laughs> of it. Because right now, the a lot of people are confused and they think that the book of Revelation has already started, and it hasn't. It hasn't started yet. And in fact, here are some of the secrets of the uh, book of Revelation that most people don't know about, and I'm going to start talking about that today. I'm going to go over here to uh, Psalms 119. So let us turn to Psalms 119, starting with the first verse. Because this is the Bible is written in secret code. But those that understand the word, they'll be able to uh, see how God is hiding things. You see, God wants somebody who is not lazy, He wants somebody that really loves Him, that are willing to search Him out to seek His face instead of just saying, Well, I read this, and I read that, and let me see if this will work, and let me see if that will work. No. The Bible is written for a purpose. And a long time ago when I was in Bible school, they used to go back and say, uh, the Bible means, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. Basic instructions before leaving earth. And God hides things. That's why he talks in parables. Well, to talk about the book of Revelation, I'm going to take you to Psalms 119 in the King James Version. You got to remember, there's many different versions, but the King James is what we want to be at, the old King James. And it says, blessed are the undefiled in the way who walketh in the law of the Lord. If you go up above that, you'll see it says a word called Aleph. And then if you count down eight verses, you'll see another word. It's called Beth. And if you count down another eight, and we all know eight means new beginnings, count down another eight, you get Gimel, And you count down another eight, and you get Davit. Okay, I'm just... With Hebrew words, you can use... Uh, one word can be 10 words. It can be 20 words. But the thing is, if you get the root understanding of it, it'll start making a lot more sense. So by reading that first word, olive, olive means the head or a beginning. Okay, Beth means house or dwelling place. Uh, Gimel means to give something. Okay, and the fourth uh, fourth word is knowledge, which means knowledge. Now, it can mean more than that, but I'm just giving you a a little bit so you can understand how to stay attuned to what, what I'm talking about in Revelation. Now, let's turn back to Revelation, the first chapter and the first verse. Revelation, the first chapter and the first verse. If you were here at the church, we would say, say amen when you get there. All right. Now, I gave you four letters of the Hebrew alphabet just now, and it it is written to explain what the book of Revelation is going to be about. In the Hebrew letters, there are 22 letters in Hebrew. There's also 22 chapters in the book of Revelation. Now, a lot of times, say, they'll say, well, this is how you, you keep count of what's going on. The 22 Hebrew letters represents the 22 different chapters, but it means more than that. If you look at chapter 1, the first word I told you was olive. And if you read that first letter, the first thing is is the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, this is the head. This is the beginning, okay? The next word, chapter 2, if you get over there, I told you it means house or dwelling place. Well, if you start reading in number two, it talks about the angel of the church of Ephesus or dwelling place. And when uh, the the word synagogue is used, the word synagogue means a collection or a gathering place. The same thing is our uh, word for church means a uh, gathering place. So now we don't talked about olive, which means the beginning. Beth, which means house. Okay. Third thing, you'll see the third letter, it means gimmel. It means to give something to someone. It's most time we can say, it's a rich man running after a poor man to give him something. Well, who's the rich person? God is. He has the understanding of all of history before it's even done from the beginning, from the end to the beginning. Well, if you read, uh, Chapter three, it tells us what God is saying from those chapter one and two about the house. It tells you about the house and it says what the house gives us. It says that uh if we obey the word of God, then we'll be blessed, being overcomers. If we don't, then there will be certain things that will come against us. Okay? So now we done went three letters. Alice, Beth, Gimel. As I say, I'll go back again. olive means the head. Beth means dwelling place. Gimel means to give. So, at the head of the house, it gives. Now, what we want to know is what does it give? And if you go over to the fourth, uh, fourth chapter, it says, "After this, I looked up and beheld a door was open in heaven." Well, the first, the fourth letter for Dalit knowledge means knowledge or door. And if you start reading the rest of the Hebrew alphabet, you'll find that every one of this thing goes together. All right? Now let's go over to the 14th chapter and starting with the first verse. The 14th chapter of Revelation, starting with the first verse. And it says, Then I looked, and lo, a lamb stood at Mount Sin, and with him 144,000 Having his father's name written in their foreheads, and I heard a voice from heaven, as the voice of many waters and the voice of a great thunder, and I heard the voice of harpies. That's a a, a, a special type angels harping with their harps. All right, and they sung as they were as a new song before the throne and before the four beasts and the elders, and no man could learn that song, but the hundred and 44,000, which was redeemed from the earth. Now, they, the people in heaven could sing it, but they have no understanding of what that this means, the song, unless they have went through something. That's why the Bible teaches us in the Old Testament, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Because only we who have been redeemed, who have been through something, that's why a lot of people say, well, Why do I suffer? I've been doing what God wants me to do, and I'm still suffering, and everything is still going bad against me. When will this stuff stop? Listen, we are going through a place that is not ours. The earth belongs to Satan. He is the God of this world. You can look it up in the Bible, and it'll tell you that Satan is the God of this world. And because he is the God of this world, then we're going through. Through his world, and because of that, we're not his children, so we get attacked. We are at war. All right. Then it says. Then it says, the fourth verse. These are they which were not defiled by a woman, which were for which they were virgins. They are they which follow the Lamb of God wherever He goes. They re, they were redeemed. From among men, because being the first fruit of God, and to the Lamb, and their mouth was found no guile, or no trickery, no, no uh, deceit, for they were without fault before the throne of God. Now, when they said they were virgins and stuff, they had not been defiled, defiled by women. There's the Bible, I told you, has things, and it's not talking about women. It's not talking about Virgins and stuff is talking about being in other religions. These hundred and forty-four thousand, they were Jews, and they have not worshipped any. They have not worshipped any other religion except Judaism. That's why they talking about their virgins. Okay, let's keep on going. And I saw another angel fly, flying in the midst of heaven having the everlasting gospel to preach to them, unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation, kindred, tongue, and people. Now, the Bible teaches us in uh, uh, Hebrew, the 13th chapter, where it says, uh, be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for many have entertained angels unaware. So when it says, I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, at having the everlasting gospel, the preach. That means these are beings, spiritual beings, but they can take human form. And they're teaching the everlasting gospel. And I tell our people, what does the word gospel mean? Most people say it means the death, burial, and resurrection. Uh, that is just a part of it. The, res- the book of uh, the gospel really is talking about prophecy, prophecy, prophecy. Everything you look at the Bible has been written about what is going to happen in the future. Like before David was born, he was foretold. Before uh, Cyrus was uh, born, he was foretold. Things that were going to happen to the church, things that are going to happen to the Jews, the things that are going to happen to the nation, they were foretold. That's why he said the everlasting gospel unto them that dwells on the earth, warning us to every nation, kindreds, tongues, different languages, and people. Now, here's what it said in the seventh verse. It says, saying with a loud voice, fear God, give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship, worship, bow down, worship him that made heaven and earth and sea and the fountains of water now, what it is, they say, well, why ain't God rescuing our people and stuff? Because God gave us the earth. We were the gods. If you go back and study about Adam, you'll find that he was the son of God. He was a God on this earth. But he did high treason, him and Eve, when they gave permission for Satan to be their God. That's why they took the, tree, uh, took the fruit from the tree of uh, good and evil. And because of that, Satan became the god of this world. Then it says, and the following, another angel says, Babylon is fallen, fallen, the great city, because she had made all nations to drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. And the third angel followed saying with a loud voice, if any man worship the beast, his image, and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, now, what is that talking about? You had to go back to the uh, Revelation, the 13th chapter, because the Bible always interprets itself or explains itself. You just have to take time to study. And what it says in Revelation, the 13th chapter, the 18th verse, it says, here is wisdom, that him that understands and count the number of the beast. It is the number of the man, and the man's number, because we were created on the sixth day, And the number of it is 600, three scores and six, 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 666. That's where we get it. Those things were prophesied before it even happened. And right now, we're into the 666 era. What is the 666? It is the number that is on computers. If you ask anybody who really knows how to read those binary codes, you'll see they have, uh, like anything you buy, you'll see a strip with two letters. Uh, two lines on it, then in the middle of it, you'll see another set of two lines, and at the end, there are two lines. They have no numbers under those things, and those fifths represent six, the invisible six. Now, they have six that they have in the same, but they have the invisible three, and that's what it comes up with, six, six, six. And What they're getting ready to do now, they've already started over 40 years ago. They got these machines that's able to read Those binary codes, so they're getting ready to put those things in their forehead and in their right hand. The reason they put them in their their right hand, because the hand is, the right hand is hotter than the rest of the part of the body. And what that's going to do with that battery, with that cell, that chip, it's going to recharge it so that you don't have to take it out. But eventually, because of the prophecy. It's going to also break out with sores. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. The Bible already prophesies it. All we have to do is just read it and let the Bible interpret itself. All right. Then it says, and let me start about uh, her fornication, the eighth verse. Babylon is fallen. Babylon, the great city, is made to drink of all the wine and the, of the wrath of her fornication. It has nothing to do with wine it means, wine also means word. Also, it can mean uh, more than just one thing. But in this case, it's trying to say, because of all the rules that they done made, made, uh, it's all right to do to uh, rob people, to steal from people, to lie to people, whatever it takes to get you through. In other words, the Bible teaches us to crucify our ego. That's part of the Hebrew alphabet. Ego daily, what we call the flesh, but it's ego daily, where we will learn to love one another instead of trying to get on over on everybody, where we'll will do those things that's pleasing in God's sight instead of being, doing the things that pleases in my sight, that ego will get into you, and that's what causes problems. Then it says, and the third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and the and his image and receive the mark, which we just got through talking about, the 666, then you'll not be able to get saved. Because once that thing enters in, it takes over your mind. All right. Would you like to help me with a couple of verses there? Revelation, the the, uh, 11, the 14th chapter in verse 10 and 11.
4: And the same shall drink of the water of the wrath of God which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone and in the presence of the holy angels and the presence of the lamb and the smoke of their torment ascended upon forever and ever. And they have no rest day, day or night who worship the beast in his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name.
3: Would you continue on, please?
4: Here is the the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of of God and the faith of Jesus.
3: All right. Now listen to those three things there. That's why I keep telling you, the book of Revelation has not started yet. The, uh, the torment and stuff has not started yet. This will not happen until... After what we went to earlier, the fourth chapter of Revelation, which represents the door or knowledge. That's another word for that. And so that's when this is going to be revealed. But until that time, it has not happened. It's already been prophesied what's going to happen, but it has not happened yet. All right? Then it tells us about, you know, the uh, the 12th uh, verse. It says, here's the patience or have some understanding of the saints. And who's the saints? We, who believe and keep the commandment of God and to the faith. And the word faith means trust. I trust God. I trust the word. If he says jump up and down, I don't ask questions. I jump up and down. Why am I in so much pain? I don't know. But my job is to continue to obey God, no matter what I have to go through. Look what Jesus went through. He had his beard pulled. He had a thorn uh, put in the top of his head. He had uh, he had uh, 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 been crucified. He was talked about. All these things happened. But because this is not our home, and it wasn't Jesus' home. So that's why he had to suffer, and we suffer. Then it says, I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, right blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yes, say, say, yes, says the spirit, that they may rest from their labor, and their work do follow them. In other words, the word for spirit can be a spirit being, or it can also mean understanding. So that's what God is trying to do. get us to understand, blessed are the dead that die in the Lord. So in other words, if we die in the Lord, we're resting in him, and we're going to, uh, our labors. The things that we do, after a while, their works do follow them. In other words, yes, you're on this earth. A lot of times you're going through problems and stuff, and you say, Lord, why aren't you rewarding me for all the things I've done? Be quiet. Just go through what you got to go through because your reward is not here. Your reho- reward is before what they call the Bema seat or the, uh, the great white throne judgment. That's when you'll get your reward. All right, would you like to read some more for me? The 14th
4: verse?
3: Oh, okay. I just read 13. Okay. Mm-hmm.
4: And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and upon the cloud, one sat like unto the Son of Man, having his head on a golden crown, and his hand a sharp tickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud thrust in thy sickle and reap for that for the time is come for thee to reach for the harvest of the earth is ripe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and he that sat on the cloud thrust in his thrust in his sickle on the earth and the earth was reaped and another angel came out of the temple which is in heaven he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, which had power over over fire, and cried with a loud cry to him that had the sharp sickle saying, thrust in thy sharp sickle, and gather the clusters of the wine of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrust in his sickle unto the earth, and gathered the vine of the earth, and cast it unto the the grapes Winepress of the wrath of God, and the wine winepress was trodden out of the city, and blood came out of the winepress even unto the horse bridle, by space of thousand of a thousand and six hundred
3: furlongs. Amen, amen. Now, if you notice, it's not talking about wine and stuff. It's talking about the the uh, retribution that's going to be upon those that turn their back on God for those who worship the beast. That's why I said it hasn't started. When that happens, we will be out of here. They got three different teachings. They have the pre, mid, and post on the rapture. Three three things. I believe we're going to go on pre. I believe we're not going to be here for the seven uh, years tribulation. I believe there's going to be some people that's going to go through the first three and a half. And that, during those three and a half, is when God I mean, when Satan, the God of this world, is going to be punishing those people that got left behind. But after that, when they start the next three and a half years, it will not only be Satan punishing them, but it will be God himself punishing them. That's why I said this has not started yet. Now, let's look at uh, chapter 15. And I saw another sign in heaven, great and marvelous, seven angels having the seven last plagues in them. Build up the wrath of God. See, just letting you know, this is not Satan. This is God doing this. And it's not going to be happening until the great tribulation. And I saw as if it was the sea of glass uh, mingled with fire and them that had gotten the victory over the beast and over his image and over his mark and over the number of his name. And name also means uh, uh, authority. Standing in the glass, the sea of glass, having the heart of God. So there's going to be people saved during the tribulation period. They're going to be some that's going to be able to see, well, I wish I had understood earlier. I will not take the mark. I will not take the number. I will not do what the uh, the devil of this world or the god of this world says. So that's when they're going to be overcoming. That's why we are overcomers. Thank God that we get out of here the first time and that we don't have to have our heads chopped off to be saved, all right? Jesus paid for us. He redeemed us, all right? So now the uh, third verse, it says, And they sang the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb, saying, Great and marvelous are their works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou king of the, of saints. They're talking about the uh, song that was sung back in the Old Testament, Moses and them, and they were called the saints of God. We are drafted in and we are becoming the saints of God. Praise God that He gave us grace and mercy to where we get drafted in. And then it says, the fourth verse Who shall not fear, who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only. Thou only are holy, for all nations shall come and worship before thee, and thy judgments are made manifested. In other words, the truth will go forth, and they are going to be a lot of people embarrassed talking about, well, God, God is a good God. He would never send nobody to hell, and, and that we can live any way we want, and God's mercy will be upon us. That's a lie. Learn what, what mercy is. Learn what grace is. Learn what the word says. For God's word has not changed. Man has. And they try to change the word of the creator to be like the creation on this earth. In other words, whatever I believe is right is it. You forgetting that you didn't create God, God created us. And then it says, the fifth verse, after that, I looked and behold, the temple of the tabernacle of the testimony in heaven was open. And the seven angels came out of the temple, having the seven plagues clothed in pure and white linen, having their, having their breasts girded with golden, uh, golden girdles. And one of the four beasts gave unto the seven angels seven golden vows of the wrath of God, who lived forever and ever. And the temple was filled with smoke from the glory of God. And from his power, and no man was able to enter into the temple until the seven plagues and the seven angels were fulfilled. In other words, back in the Old Testament, there was when Solomon had created the temple, and they started praying. The, The glory was so strong, they couldn't even go in there. Well, this is the same thing. It's still going to happen again. There's going to be a third temple being built. That's why I said it has not started yet. The third temple has not been built yet in Israel. All right. As I said, we just went through two chapters just then, and we'll go through some more in a few minutes here. But I'm giving you a chance to open up the uh, mic and everything, and if anybody got any questions or comments, this is the time you can push one on your telephone, and it'll let them know that there's somebody got their hands up. Are you there, Dorothy?
2: I'm here. I'm here. I don't see any hands going up yet. Usually by the time I say that something else. <laughs> Daniel <laughs> Daniel's in the queue. I see Daniel.
3: Hey, Amen. Well I'm always glad to see my friends. Oh um, as I said we've been what I'm trying to do right now is I said I'm trying to let people know the book of Revelation has not started yet except for that part is that God is revealing it. And he's letting us know it's the Hebrew alphabet that gives us the secrets that is hidden in the Bible. That's why I said the Bible interprets itself or it explains itself. Well, as I said, I'm trying to get people a chance to go ahead and call in and everything. We oh, someone just
2: raised their hand. Let okay. me see. We have a whole bunch from area code 816. 816 eight one six five five zero. 550 your mic is open. Hi,
5: hi. hi. Hello. Good evening. Um, my question is: Okay, so how do we know? Can you talk when, a little louder. Uh, okay, I'm sorry. I said, how do we know when or what reasons they would want to put a chip or the number six 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 on the forehead?
3: That is a good question. The reason uh, they want to put the chip in the middle of your forehead. As I said, the scriptures was already prophesying it because God knows the end from the beginning. And with those wands, that's what you'll see behind the uh use them at the grocery store now. That like if you did, have a big uh something in your uh, basket, instead of you taking right. it out and putting it up on the belt, they can take that wand right. and go across that. Well, see, right. with this wand, they also can go against your right hand or your forehead. And it'll transfer money out of your bank account into their bank account, so that way you don't oh, have to have any money on you. And they call it a cashless society. So that's what they're trying to get it to, to where they they won't be able to counterfeit no more money and stuff. Uh, nobody will be able to rob you because you you don't have no money. All you have is a chip, and that chip is so not operated. That chip is not operated until you go before a a computer or a machine.
5: Okay, Did so how do questions? we survive? It, kind of, but then how do we survive if we don't take the mark of the beast?
3: That is what the government is hoping, but see, that's why I was saying there's three things, the uh, pre, mid, and post. I'm praying that we get out of here, raptured out of here to heaven before the, the mark of the beast is given. So it's just going to be for those people that are left behind and those that are here in the earth at that time. But us who are saved, who has been redeemed, we don't have to worry about that. That's why in the fourth letter of the Hebrew, when it says uh, knowledge or door, and it says open up the door and come up here, that's what it's talking about, the rapture. They don't have the word rapture, but as I say, God hides things. And when you start to understand that the Bible interprets itself, you'll really understand that we are not scheduled to be here. We'll be gone. Did I answer your question?
5: Pretty much you did. Pretty much you did.
3: Okay. you have any other questions?
5: None at the moment. I have a statement.
3: Okay. Watching everything that is
5: going on around us with all the different homicides and suicides, and it seems like there's a dark angel already that's present.
3: Okay. It makes you feel really
5: uncomfortable.
3: Okay. Glad you asked that. That dark angel is actually called a principality. And because of all the sins that's going on here, Satan has a legal right. It's not God doing this to us. As I say, God will not be doing anything to us if we're here until after the first three and a half years. But after that, then uh, God will be dropping punishment and everything upon this earth. But because Satan has a legal right, he has a principality over this earth that causes murder, lying, fornication, adultery, uh uh, there's a demon that gets blood sacrifice. There's several demons that get blood sacrifice, which is called abortion. And then people say, well, women should be able to make decision what they want to do with their body. But you didn't say what God said. God said that before a baby is born, it's known of him. He is the one who creates us because we're the one that lets God know, hey, I want a baby. Now, if you keep fornication and adultery and stuff, you're the one who's saying telling heaven I want something, I want a baby. And people say, Well right. what happens if I got raped and stuff? Listen, I, I feel sorry for any woman that ever got raped. I, I I apologize for any man that ever did that. That is so wrong. But sometimes when that thing happens is that and I'm not justifying it. Sometimes when that happens. The woman becomes pregnant, and they think about that child is not worth anything, and that child might be the very child that comes up with the answer of what kills cancer, might be the very child that's the best, uh, figure out, pharmaceutical drug, might be the best minister that's ever been born. And it was his time to come into this earth. And as I say, I'm sad that any man raped any woman and did that. But don't throw away that child, because if you do a blood sacrifice, that's what it is. Then the principality, which is on this earth, has more legal rights to kill folks. And believe me, they're killing people right now. Kansas City is the number one place of murder, and a lot of so churches. Can
5: those women be saved, whether it was consensual sex or unconsensual sex.
3: Yes, they can be saved. They will be saved. It's not their fault to get raised. No, I said
5: whether they were in uh, a relationship or were rape, either, either, or Mm -hmm. on both
3: cases. Yes, they can be saved. The Bible says you can be saved just about from everything if you repent. The only thing you cannot be saved from is blaspheming of the Holy Spirit or to take the chip. But since we're not going to be here, we don't have to worry about taking the chip. Okay. And usually when the people that take the chip that's going to be here, they're, they're mm-hmm. wicked people. Once they take that chip, it'll change them. So you cannot, if we were here, we couldn't change our children. We couldn't change our family or friends or anything else. Once they take the chip, they are hooked up to that computer. And that computer is hooked up to the God of this world, which is Satan. All right, did I answer your question?
5: Yes, you did, and I appreciate it, and I appreciate you both. And thank you. um, To Dorothy, if if I push one once I get off the line with you guys, then it'll clear me, and I'll come out of the queue. I did figure it out.
3: Oh, Oh, thank
2: you. That's good information to have, because a lot of times, I have a bunch of question marks, and then I forget who we answered and who we didn't.
3: (laughs) Okay. Okay, well, thank you. you. Okay. God bless. Talk to you later.
2: God bless you.
3: Anybody else got any questions or comments?
2: Yeah, I've got to unlock that mic. Give me a second. Okay. Area code 404, your mic is open.
1: Hey Apostle, yes, yes, yes. this is Amber. Hey. Who is it? Amber.
3: Oh, Amber. Okay, just speak it hey. a little louder for me. Sorry.
1: Um yeah, just again about the whole six, six, six stuff. I tend to get really nervous, um, when it comes to stuff at the airport like the nuclear thing where they do the um Fingerprint or facial recognition type stuff, um, or ret- eye retina scan, where they like, you know, you're essentially giving them permission to identify you based upon your eyes. What, what do you think about that? Do you think that that's like a precursor to it, or do you think, I don't know, I just uh, feel really nervous about stuff like that.
3: So. Okay, you have nothing to be nervous about. That's because this stuff is getting set up for the people that's going to be left behind and the children that's going to be born during that time and the people that's uh, it's going to be wicked during that time. So, it, it, you know, yes, they got this thing. They're putting it in position. It's just like they got over 100,000 uh, uh, yellow teams here in the, in the United States that's going to be to cut off people's head, But if we're not here, it ain't going to cut off our heads. If the law has not been passed, it has nothing to affect us. That's why we have nothing to fear. There was a president a long time ago, and he said, I have nothing to fear but fear itself. But I always tell you, face your fears and starve your doubts. If you'll face your fears and feed feed your faith, then you will not worry about these things because God told us in the uh, book of Revelation that he would hold us away from that time of coming, which was in the third letter, the uh, third Hebrew letter, which means Himmel, which means he's given us an idea that we are not going to go through this thing. He's He's already redeemed us, the ones uh, that are saved by the blood of the Lamb and whose name and our testimony are in the Lamb book of life. So as I tell you, fear not. Every time you run into an angel, they're going to always tell you, fear not, because we're covered by Jesus, by his life. When we say we're covered by the blood, the word blood means life. So that his life has already redeemed us. And that we have we have a life in Christ that we have nothing to fear against demons and anything else. They may attack us, but we get to attack back if we know what we're doing. That's why it says in the book of Daniel, the wicked will do wicked earth. It also says the children of this world are smarter than the children of light. We're the children of light. But the thing is, it says no weapon formed against us shall prosper. So it doesn't say the weapons won't come at us and stuff. It just won't prosper because we, when we submit ourselves unto God, resist the devil, and the devil flees from us. He didn't say he flees from God. He flees from us. The only thing that gets devil power is when we start to fear, when we start to worry. One of the things that I taught my mother a long time ago, is if you pray, don't worry. If you worry, don't pray. So those things you understand Did your faith, start with your doubt. Did I answer your question?
1: Kind of. I, I answered a lot, but do you think that we should avoid stuff like that? That's um, that are that are precursors, or or do you think that it? You know, are we facing our fear by opting into those things?
3: It's, okay. You know. No. And you may. As I told you. The 6-6 six, six system is not in uh, in place right now for where the judgment stuff is going to happen. It won't happen until the fourth chapter of Revelation when he says, come up here. So, yes, they're practicing in it, all this, but we have nothing to worry about because we're not part of that system. We're not going to be here for that system. I mean, we're going to see it set up, but they've been setting it up for the last 40 years. That's why you see them, first of all, start off with uh, these packages or groceries and run it across the line and they run that wine, uh, wine against them or taking your credit card and you put it in the machine and all that. They're just building up for when we, the children of God, get taken out of here. But you cannot live in fear. Did I answer your question?
1: Yes, sir. Thank you.
3: All right. Well, Amber, you have a blessed day. I'm glad, you I'm glad you're on the radio here. Thank you,
1: Paul.
3: All right. Do you have any comments, Rhonda? No. Okay. She says she did not have anything. Dorothy, do you have any comments?
2: Uh, The only thing I have is that, yes, they are setting all this up. But even if we are here, Father's big enough, and he promised to take care of us through, you know, through this. So I do believe, what, what was that prophet who went to the widow woman? He was told to go to the widow woman and she would feed him.
3: There was know? Elijah.
2: Elijah. Yeah. So things like that will happen also. And I had a dream one time where... Um, I went out to my chain link fence, which was covered with vines. That's all it was, nice green leaves. It looked pretty. And I reached out my hand, and a green pepper appeared in my hand. So uh-huh. I do believe there will be supernatural things happening to make sure we are fed.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the main thing is we shouldn't be here. Take it out. According to the scriptures, and there's so many scriptures that support this, we leave out of here, which is called pre-tribulation period. We get pre-rapture out of here. So we'll be up in heaven for the marriage supper, and that marriage supper lasts for seven days or seven years. It would be like seven days of us, but the rest of the world would be like seven years. We'll disappear, and they would be lying about that that the uh the ones that they call Christians disappeared, they were really haters and they're really not Christians. But we who will be in heaven will know the truth and the truth will make us free. All right. What
2: huh? okay Daniel has Daniel has a question.
5: You have to come down here. I'm I'm listening to my program. <laughs>
2: Hey, uh, Stephanie, you got your mic on. Oh,
3: I'm
2: sorry. Oh, was I supposed to? See, I got confused. I've got several questions up here. Did I already, oh. Did we already answer Stephanie? I
3: answer yes.
2: Yes. Okay. Right, I'm turning Here's off your way. mic now, Stephanie. Okay. <laughs> I am so All sorry.
3: Right.
2: That's okay. Okay, it's, it's me. I can't keep up. Um Daniel has his hand up and his mic is open.
3: Hello.
0: Dan. Well, hello. And I would just like to declare and decree that Sister Dorothy will be able to keep up not just about <laughs> these things, but also just just the divine gift of multitask and Accurate memory in Jesus' name. Amen. Even, yeah. Amen. But amen. that, yes, ma'am. Thank you all for letting me make a comment here. I thought it was very interesting how Sister Amber there had brought up how uh, maybe that was her. No, that was maybe that was you, Dorothy. I'm sorry about uh, Elijah getting fed by that woman while there was a famine in the land. Yes. I had been thinking you, you know all kinds of craziness happens, and that goes on, but um the other day, um about the times were coming in and just what might be, and I was thinking to myself, it needs to be to the i i i i i I need to have the faith, something was telling me to where I can sit, and the Lord brought to me how uh, maybe this was Elijah also, although I think it's Isaiah. Um, where he ran out into the wilderness, and the Lord said, Don't worry, I'll send birds to come and bring you food, and they'll feed you.
3: That so go liar. hide
0: yourself. Right. So that was Elijah also. Man, the Lord just loved to feed him. But so I was thinking, yeah, in these days and times, uh, to where I need to just believe on God, to where, you know, really, really, if God needs to, He'll make animals just out of the forest come and and bring me food. If that if if there's just no food that I can find, then I just had to run out into the forest. And if there's no, you know, if I can't find any clean water, I don't know how, but he'll he'll make that manifest for me. And then I got to going on and I said to myself, "Well, Lord, if you could do that, but also when uh Jonah was prophesying and I forgot what the city was, what the name of the city was. But for those forty days, just like uh, I believe Moses, when he went up on the mountaintop, right? They, they mm-hmm. didn't eat or drink no water, as far as I know.
6: Mm-hmm. And the Lord's
0: His just supernaturally He sustained them, and they uh, they didn't grow weaker. As a matter of fact, I, I feel like they were stronger at the end of it.
3: They were so
0: so. Even if you can't find any clean water, you can't find no food, but you're really believing on the Lord, I feel like there's ever a time where your faith was on. That was it. You got soldiers, weird people running around trying to kill you. But, uh, I mean, if really, really, you don't need to drink any water. You don't need to drink or, excuse me, eat any food. (laughs) The Lord will sustain you Mm
3: -hmm. if he needs to. That's right. You remember the… The, the widow woman and how he, uh, God increased the oil for her. And yes, uh, she was able to have money to take care of everything she needed. And Jesus, when he was out in the uh, with the, the uh, people out there in the wilderness, and he was preaching to them, and he said, what do we have? And they said, well, we got two loaves and uh, five fishes. And let, he was able to feed all those people. So just like you're saying, if we learn to trust, in God, what he says, and don't try to figure these things out. That's what most of the thing I have a hard time with people. telling them, stop trying to figure this stuff out. Just trust God. He's the one that's supposed to be in charge of taking care of us. If he doesn't take care of us, good. <clears throat> if he takes care of us, good. Either way, it's good because he's God and we're not. I believe that. And so
0: I wanted to say I'm especially thankful that she came on and got her question answered. But also for me, that was kind of like a kind of confirmation because I wasn't sure, like, is this the Lord? Is this the Lord speaking to me to encourage me? Or is this, you know, just a foolishness in my head right now? And now here I am hearing that reminding me about that story. I had forgotten about uh, how uh, Elijah was obedient to the Lord and that miracle of the oil and the, and the flour.
7: Mm-hmm.
0: So, so, and then I actually, I, I did have, um, another comment kind of okay. to where you're saying how they're setting up the system. You know, um, I don't know how many of you know, but if you look up, it's, uh, Oh Lord, what's the name of it? Well, anyways, if you just type in Bill Gates and, uh, the Virgin Mobile billionaire, those two have gotten together, and they have enough money. It's only going to cost them about $1.5 billion. so between the two of them, that's nothing. Sure. Um, well, yeah, they're going to send up their own um, series of satellites, uh, which will be privately owned by them, and they're going to – what they're using them for is surveillance. And uh, eventually they're going to open it up to the public, and you'll just have to pay a fee to have access to it. But what their their goal is to have 24-7 high-speed uh, surveillance of every square inch of the earth that you can log into. <laughs> and one of their uh, – uh, Bill Gates was saying one of the uses for it was so that they can catch illegal fishermen out there. And I, sure. I I I can't make this up. I was sitting here. I was like, I almost feel insulted, Mr. Mr. Gates, that you would think that that was something that even – you might as well have just not given a reason why you were doing it. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: Another thing with the satellites is um, – I can't remember which company is doing it, but a lot of them are, are doing it to where another thing besides all of the health issues that this 5G is going to – 5G and 6G that they're working on is going to open up is – The speeds capable to what you're saying pastor have a uh no money in the system well to where uh it's all just numbers anyways, and with those satellites and things uh again enabling the speed to be able to uh wave those wands and uh just have your information instantly accessed and you know there's no paper trail at that point so If you don't fall in line with the system or you mess up, all they have to do is press delete, and all your – you don't own your house, and you can't prove it now.
3: (laughs) Mm. Yes, sir. As I say, the government is getting ready, and people like uh, Trump – I like Trump because Trump is trying to fight against the establishment. They call it draining the swamp and stuff, and a lot of people are against Trump. Because they're getting this information, and they said, well, look at him. He never said that he was a a preacher. He just said he was a businessman, and he's trying to make America great again. Well, who else did that? It was uh, England. I mean, not England, but uh, uh, Israel. And his name was Cyrus. And Cyrus made uh, Israel great again because God – uh, prophesied way in advance, dance, like 150 years before Cyrus was born, that his name would be Cyrus and that he would help the Jews. So whatever happens to the Jews is a time clock. Whatever happens to them, anybody that's associated with the Jews, that thing happens to them. If we live right, live holy, and they live right and holy, then the blessings come upon us. If they live wrong and we live wrong with them, then the curses come upon us. But as I say, we're looking for the last day revival right now, and we're we're right at the last point of this thing. The revival has already started in the land, and the people will just read their Bibles and stop trying to criticize reading what the news says and see what it, what the Bible says, in, in other words, interpreting itself, which is the Word of God, which is God. Our lives can change. I tell people, change your realities well how do you change your reality first of all you you read God's word learn what it says and do it that's the easiest thing when it talks about righteousness it means to do what is right I appreciate you Daniel and all the information that you give us and these people out here because, because one day they'll be able to look back if they don't go with us in the rapture and say I should have <laughs> listened well, I'm trying to get
0: myself right along with everybody else to be in the rapture. So I thank God for all the information I get from everyone else too.
3: All right then. Yep. You yep. have any more questions?
0: No, sir. That was,
3: that was all I, I had. I was. I didn't have anything else. Okay. Thank you for that. Uh, okay. Uh, Dorothy, do you have anybody else before we go back to Revelation? No, I all do right. believe
2: I've answered all the hands that are up. So, you guys want to push one and put your hands down if we've answered the call?
3: All right, then. Well, then we're going to start off with Revelation the 16th. Uh, Rhonda, will you read for us?
4: And I heard a great voice out of the temple saying to the seven angels Go your way, go your way, and pour out the vial of the wrath of God upon the earth. And the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth, and there fell fell a noisome and grievous sore upon upon the men which which had the mark of the beast and worshipped his image.
3: Now you remember, I had told y'all earlier that uh, because they had these uh, chips in there, and what's going to happen is those chips are going to Uh, put grievous sores on people. It's going to leak through the body. It's already been prophesied what's going to happen. That's why I tell I'm so glad we won't be here, but we'll know what's getting ready to happen. That's what the gospel is about. Prophecy, prophecy, prophecy. As we warn those people, don't take the mark. Don't take the mark of the beast and don't worship his image. And because of that, when the the angels pour it out, it's going to Heal up those those things, and it's God doing it. It's not Satan. It's God's going to be doing it, and it's going to cause all kinds of sores and stuff. Okay, will you continue to read, please?
4: And the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and was and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true, true and righteous, or thy judgment.
3: Now, let's look at all this. If you notice, it talks about blood, 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 blood. The life is in the blood. And what's getting ready to happen is I said, we won't be here. But because of, of the Bible always tells us everything always repeats itself. What was one of the plagues of Egypt? The blood. What was turned into blood? The water. That's what the reason I tell people, to gather water in your house. Because before it happens, it will happen before and then happen again. It always repeats itself. So that's why I tell people, gather you some water. And if you, uh, as you gather the water, make sure that you're a believer. Because you'll be able to pray over the water and the water will be good for you. But those who cannot pray over the water, who don't believe God, they will die. They will go through some terrible times. The water will be so poisonous and stuff that things will be uh, uh, breaking out on them, uh, all kinds of diseases and stuff like that. That's why God's going to be doing it. And you ain't got nobody to to repent to and say, Oh, Lord, I'm sorry and all that. No. When God stands up off the uh, mercy seat and sits on the judgment seat, there is no mercy, there is no forgiveness and the angels will obey the word of God. All right? Let's keep going, please.
4: And the fourth angel poured out poured out his vial upon the sun, and, poured, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire, and men were scorched with great heat, and blaspheming the name of God which has power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. And the fifth, fifth angel poured out his vial upon the seat of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongues for pain, and blasphemed the God of heaven because their pain and their sores, and re, repented not of their deeds.
3: In other words, I keep trying to tell you, during this time, it ain't going to be Satan doing it. It's going to be God, and he's going to be... Uh, pouring out judgment upon the kingdom of the of the beast. And it's going to be full of darkness and stuff. And they're going to be biting on their tongues and stuff, trying just to feel pain. Because there's going to be a time when there's going to be these scorpions come out of the earth. They're going to sting people. They're not scorpions, but they'll look like scorpions. They'll sting people, and that people will not be able to die. But they'll be in torment for five months. That's why I'm trying to tell you, except what the word is saying now. The prophecy is going forth. The gospel, the good news is that God prophesied it before it happened and tell us to repent. Get away from that. Don't be with the unsaved people. You have a choice. Either you obey God or you disobey God. You obey God, the blessings will come. Disobey, you're under the uh, judgment seat, and the judgment will come. There's no way around it. All right, will you continue to read, please?
4: And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, Euphrates And the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of dragons, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet, for they are the spirits of devil, working miracles which go forth unto kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty.
3: Now, you notice uh, it talks about the frogs. Well, if you remember, go back to uh, uh, Exodus, you'll find that that's where those frogs were talking about and stuff. As I say, the Bible always interprets itself and it always reverses back again. And then it talks about, you know, you got people going around on the 14th verse where it says these are, are the uh, spirits of devil working miracles going forth unto the kings of the earth and the whole world to gather them into a battle of the great day of God. There's a lot of people saying, well, if you, if you believe that you can cast out demons now, that's, that's false stuff. No, that doesn't happen until we get taken out of here. That's what I keep trying to tell these Jehovah's Witnesses and stuff like that. It doesn't happen until we're out of here. In the meantime, the Bible teaches us, can Satan cast out Satan? The answer is no. When you've got a man or woman of God casting out demons, or man or woman of God praying for people to get healed, man or woman of God working in miracles, then these are the things that God is doing. But when he gets ready for the judgment, as you see, it's the 16th chapter. We're already out of here. We leave on the fourth chapter, which is the fourth Hebrew letter. That's why it is hidden. And for the people that say, well, it doesn't say rapture. Listen, you got to understand what is God doing, not the way you think. He says, I don't think the way you do. I don't have thoughts the way you do. My ways are not your ways. But he has things, and then he tells us, here's the key. Here's the key. Learn there is a key. Understanding is the key. That's why he told the, uh, the Pharisees, he said, you don't go through, and you don't even let nobody else go through, and you make somebody two to- twofold the devil than you are. That's the same thing. You're being taught devil's doctrine, seducing demons, you have to learn the word for yourself. If you don't know it, you'll fall for anything. Now, I'm telling you, when this uh, false miracles and stuff will happen, it will happen on the 16th chapter, and we will not be here. All right, Can you continue? 15.
4: Six,
3: 15, yeah.
4: Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked. And they see his shame. And he gathered them together unto a place called the Hebrew tongue tongue Armageddon.
3: Now this thing here is Jesus is warning us. He said, I will come like a thief. And uh blessed is them that watches. You know the words, the ones that got left behind and realize, Hey, I made a mistake. You're gonna have to keep fighting through for seven years if you get left behind. You don't want to be left behind. And it says, then you got the, then it says that they will gather in a place called Armageddon. Armageddon has already got birds and everything there, birds of prey. Jesus prophesied that was going to happen. And uh, here it is. The Bible says in the book of uh, Revelation, John the Baptist, uh, not John the Baptist, but John the Revelator wrote this. And what he said is going to come to pass. Prophecy, prophecy, prophecy. Okay, will you continue to read?
4: And the seventh angel. We've got a question.
3: Um, okay, then. Go ahead. Um. Area code
4: 404226.
2: Your mic is open. Good evening. Oh, I am sorry. Hello. Hello. Did you have a question? I don't well, have, a
6: question. I'm,
2: sorry. You... I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. No, I don't have a question. I'm sorry, I was just listening. I will mute my my phone. Uh, okay. Uh press All one right. and your Thank hand you. will go down. All right.
3: Okay. All right. All right then. Well, since you was on there, you could give the comment if you uh what you thought about the teaching and if you, you liked it or didn't like it.
2: Well, some people get nervous.
3: Okay, well, no problem. All right, let's continue on. Where were we at?
4: And the seventh angel poured out his bowl unto the air, and they came, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven, from the throne, saying, "It is done." And there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell. And great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island flew away, and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hell of out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent, and men blaspheming God because of the plague of the hell, and for the plague thereof was exceeding great.
3: All right, In other words they were saying, because of all the punishment, God's going to give up on this earth is say that's why I said, we're not going to hear, but we need to warn the people that'll be left behind. Let them see what does the book of Revelation teaches. A lot of times people say, well, I'm scared to read the book of Revelation. You have nothing to fear. If you have did what you're supposed to do, you won't be here. We'll be out of here. Those backs, the backs that hurt you, the uh, sinus problems that you had, all that will be left behind. will be transferred into new bodies, new bodies. And we'll be up in heaven celebrating. Dancing and stuff. When it says in that 20th verse, it says, Every idol, I mean, every idol island, will fly away in the mountains that were not found. In other words, the different kingdoms are going to be destroyed. All that, that they try to unite themselves against God is going to be destroyed. The beast thinks he's the greatest of all warriors. That's what it says. Who can make war with the beast? God can. The one who created the heaven and the earth. The only reason Satan has got this earth now is because of high treason. The angels rebelled against God, and uh, the things that uh, the people agreed with the rebellion, then they're going to be punished. That's just the bottom line, and we can see why it's re- a reason to be punished. Because look at all these things that happened the Nephilim. They were the ones that were born out of the angels who had sex with human women. And because of that, their babies their babies were born, they were half human, half divine. And then they ended up turning on themselves, eating each other. And then they turned on the human race and started eating. And what another thing is that when they died, because they were half human, half divine, they they entered into the spirit realm. And these are things that we call demons, and they're attacking the human race. This is why we have to put on the whole armor of God. And that doesn't just mean uh, activate this weaponry and stuff, but to have an understanding on how to speak, how to war. For our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God through the pulling down, pulling down the strongholds. The more you know, the stronger you become. The more you'll understand, and I'm going to give you one of the secrets of God, is stop trying to fight God and learn to walk around with God. When you stop fighting God, trying to figure out everything that God does, that's when you have problems. But when you learn to relax in God, to trust whatever he says, no matter if it seems bad to you or good to you, whatever he says, relax. And after a while, you will hear the voice of God. He wants to talk to you more than you want to hear him. He wants to uh, let you understand that he is closer to you than the breath in your own mouth. How close is that? God loves us, and he was willing to sacrifice his own son so he could win this world back, but he cannot have it until after the 6,000 year. Right now, we're in the uh, year of five, uh, I think it's five, seven, eight, zero. And because we're there, we ain't at year 6,000 yet. There's a lot of things that's going to happen in between time, but God said, if he did not cut the time short, no flesh would survive. So he's cutting it short. So that's why we never know when the rapture going to come, when we're going to get out of here and stuff. But that's the thing. Let's make ourselves ready for our redemption draws nigh. We don't know when it's going to be the day or the hour. If if he said he'll be like a thief in the night, he means what he says, when you least expect it. I remember one time a guy used to write that book, 1988, 88 reasons Jesus was coming back this year. When he didn't come back, he said, well, 89 reasons when he's coming back. But the thing is, the Bible says when you expect him not, that's when God is coming back. But as I say, what we're reading now, this is supposed to be for you, you, Mr. Q Public, to get out there and share this this, uh, gospel, that this thing's going to happen and you don't have to be caught up in it. You can get out of here. You receive Jesus. Obey God. Repent from what you did and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost gives you the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to go into explain all that, but I'm saying once you get the Holy Spirit, your mind gets elevated to a different level of learning. So then when you look at the Bible, you'll see things that you couldn't see before, things that is spoken as in mysteries of God, but the Holy Spirit is trying to ex- explain it to you, that you'll start walking in the spirit, which means understanding, and not in the flesh, which is carnal-minded, or in the your ego. Let the Spirit of God lead you and guide you into all truth. He will not tell you all of this, but he will lead you and guide you where you can find it. And where is it going to be? As I said earlier. B-I-D-L-E, basic instruction before leaving the earth. All right. Anybody out there got any more uh, comments or anything before I start reading again?
2: I think area code 636, I opened your mic. Do you have a question?
1: Hello. I have a question. Um Okay. So
4: I I've known a lot of people who have um who who say that they're in ministry because they um that God told them to do that, you know, years ago and that's they, you know, one,
1: one step led to the other and that's where they were. That's this this is where they they've ended up in ministry. But so I guess my my question is
4: what if you're not the person who God specifically says, Hey, you know, this is your calling? How how do you know? Okay. How do you know what God is wanting for you to do with your life?
3: Okay. That is a good question. And the answer is that to that is that and I'm not teaching on this right now, but we just we'll just give it a generic answer. Your soul person will know. Because that soul person will be pulling toward God. It wants to be closer to God. When you have that that inkling that God is pulling you, that you don't want to do the things that you used to do anymore, you don't feel the same things that you felt, the same people that you hanged around, you found that you don't want to be around them anymore, that's when you feel that God is calling you out to separate you. That's why he said, come out from among them and touch not the unclean thing." And here's the thing, as your soul, that's why it says in the book of John, it says, uh, I wish that you uh would prosper and be in health as your and it says right there, most people don't even pay attention. It says, as your soul that's prosper. Your soul is what got to get the is uh, getting closer to God. And the more you read the word of God, the stronger you'll become in God. And you stay around the people that that walk in the spirit of God. You'll be able to see them soon. The Bible says that in the end days, which is in the book of Daniel, those that know their God will do great exploits. The wicked will do wicked error. In other words, they get dark. And the and the ones that know their God is going to be able to glow. Their bodies going to glow. All you do is go to Isaiah, which says, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established, where it says, arise, shine, for the glory of God has came upon you. That's Isaiah, the 60th chapter, you're going to be seeing supernatural things happening. And because you feel a drawn toward the Lord, you can believe that God is calling you into the ministry. Now, does that mean I got to go out and preach and teach everybody? No. no. It says the believers shall do these things. In other words, you will preach or speak. It's not that you're preaching, but you will speak them about the prophecy that's getting ready to happen or been happening. You will also have gifts given to you out of Isaiah the 12th chapter where it says uh, these gifts uh, like word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy. Uh, there's nine gifts. that's in 1 in Corinthians and the 12th chapter. Look that up. And you're going to see these things are for you as a natural born again believer. That's what's going to do it. It's going to be the spirit itself. Did I answer your question? Yes.
2: Yeah, thank
3: you. All right. Do you have any other questions?
2: No. That's it right
3: now. All right. Thank you. I'm glad you called calling in.
2: Thank you. All right.
3: Do we have anybody else?
2: Um, No. See, what happens when people put their hands up and down is the, the the list jumps. So then I have to relook at everything. So sometimes oh, it gets yeah. a little difficult. I did want to mention something. Oh, someone just put their hand up about the chip. Um, area code four oh eight. And see, I no, nope. that hand's not up anymore. Nine one wait, wait, let me see. Nine nine one three, do you have a question?
6: Yes, I do. Uh it's actually for a friend of mine. Uh he's having a problem on finding a church. And my question is, what should you look for when you're looking for a church? Uh you know, small, medium, large and just the things in general that you should look for.
2: Pastor Oh, did we lose Pastor? Pastor? Looks like Pastor dropped. Hold on a second. This list has been jumping around so much. My eyes are going buggy. <laughs> but that's a good question cuz you know, I was looking for that church too. It's hard to find a good church. And uh, one of the things I was looking for was with the the pastor and the people Uh, listen to the spirit and follow the spirit rather. But in order to discern that, I think that's Pastor there. Pastor, is that you? Have I got you?
3: Can you hear me now?
2: Now I hear you. There you are. Okay.
3: Oh, yeah, I was right there. (laughs) For some reason, I couldn't speak.
2: Uh All right.
3: So, do you
2: want to answer his question?
3: Yeah, how to find a good church. Well, the best way to find a good church is, first of all, is pray. Number one thing. you got to learn how that the Word of God really works if you pray. And as you search for a, a church, look for one who teaches uh, – The word of God. Well, how do you know if they're teaching the word of God, though? Let me give you another way to find a good church. When you go into the church, you should be able to feel the spirit of God. How do you feel the spirit of God is that you will feel the love that's in that church. A lot of times when you go into a church, you can, you'll see people, oh, you want a place to sit? Why don't you sit over there? Uh, Yeah, we're glad you're here. There's no love, but you can feel the love. And Jesus said that the way they will know who are my disciples by the way they show love for one another. Second mm-hmm. of all, after you find a church that does show love, the next thing you got to find out, what is their teaching? What do they teach? What do they believe in? Check their doctrine. If they believe in, uh, uh, let's say they believe in the Buddha, you know you're in the wrong church. If they believe in... Uh, was that yoga, you're in the wrong church. You need to pl- be a place where the word of God is being taught. And the best thing to find out is not, not one of these big, gigantic churches that's trying to give you all kinds of words like exegesis uh, and things like that, but somebody who gives you a common, basic teaching about what the, the word says. In other words, it teaches you about what is the uh, the Bible says, Jesus said, "Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly." So, in other words, you find, you look for that pastor to see what kind of person he is, see what kind of fruit that he brings forth. But as I say, the best bet instead of the big gigantic churches, because they lose people in the churches. That's why a lot of people go to the big churches, because they can hide. But if you go mm. to a smaller church that's moving in the spirit. Of God, they can probably uh, what they call discerning of spirits, and they'll pick up and like if you're not living right, the little church is more likely to find that out and try to help you. They're not there to condemn you; they're trying to help you. But the big churches, all they basically they they'll look over things as long as you pay your tithes and offerings. So. First of all, you want to find a church that shows love. Second of all, you want to find a pastor who's really in love with you and your and your family. Third, you want a pastor that's going to be teaching the word of God. Study the Bible for yourself, and don't be afraid to ask questions. If they tell you don't ask questions, you need to get out of that church. Did I answer your question?
6: Mm. Yes, uh, that uh, that answered that question. I also have another question that some of my friends ask me, and that is, uh, they they go to a bookstore and you know the, they may be a, a new Christian, and they see all the different types of Bibles. Uh, what what is the best one for a beginning Christian?
7: a good question.
3: New King James. Okay, somebody's mic is open there. <laughs> but yes, the New King, uh, for a person that's really just starting out, I believe, because God told me, the best book for me to study was the Old King James Bible. Now, I looked at the New King James because uh, I didn't understand what these and those and all that. But later on, when I started going back and studying It just means to continue. So these, thou, is this you or or me or something like that? It's not that hard. And because it's closer to the root word, because like there's a book called the New International Version. If you start reading that and you compare it against the New King James, you'll find out there's different scriptures missing. And things that have been changed. Just like uh, the word evil eye. Well, look at the word evil eye people thinking it means oh, you're putting a curse on somebody. But if you really look up the basic word, the word evil eye means somebody that is stingy. That's why when you study that scripture, you'll find out it's talking about money. All right. So if I was, because there's like, I have 17 different versions of the Bible and I still teach out of the King James Bible. I also study another book that I like, and it doesn't have nothing, but it, it hits you right in the face. It's called the Message Bible. It puts it right up into you. In other words, it uses common sense. Now, but I'm trying to tell you, you want to know the truth, you want to study the right one, study the King James, and it's just because it has these dials and that it does is not confusing. Just take your time. Did I answer your question?
6: Well, another question related to that is uh when you when you say that you study the Bible are you just studying the Bible or what other outside uh uh things are you using resources uh you know just like you came up with what the true definition of an an evil eye is how do you find that out what kind of resources do you use
3: All right that's a good one too Normally, uh, when I first started studying the Bible, I bought a concordance, and it's, uh, it's a Bible dictionary, and I would study the, the uh, concordance and learn the words, learning the basic words what does this really mean, what does that really mean, and I would look at the uh, English part, I would look at the Greek part, which would have English words to translate it, and Greek part. So, as I say, the best book to get to go along with those things so you can stay out of going down the rabbit hole. But that's what most people do. They go down the rabbit hole. They buy all these uh, commentary books. Now, the only one that it, it doesn't go one way or the other, he goes down the middle of the road, and that is uh, Matthew Henry. Matthew Henry. But I'm trying to tell you, your best bet is, to, first of all, Get that concordance, and uh, if you're going to read a a commentary book, don't get the big volume. Get the small volume on the King on the uh, Matthew Henry, Matthew Henry. Uh, And as I say, I'm trying to save you money, your friend money. Don't go out buying all these uh, commentary books because all you do is be reading more and more. And if uh, if you're going to learn something, go to your uh, internet and type in "finding uh, founding fathers of the faith," founding fathers of the faith, and it'll take you all the way back to the first century, and it says what they believed in, and this will be not a commentary book, but it will tell you. Uh, according to uh, the different people who were in charge of the church, like um, Polycarp. Uh, Polycarp was one of the founding fathers. He was an apostle under John. He was the one that uh, they tried to kill him, so they set him on fire. And when he wouldn't burn, they took a pitchfork and stabbed him, and water came out of his body and put the fire out. There's other people like Tertilian and Oregon and there's a few others. That's why I say go to the founding fathers of the faith. They'd be in the first century because you want to know what did they teach versus what they're teaching now because a lot of things got changed in the 325 A.D. by the Council of Trent. They took out a lot of different books out of our Bibles and said these were not... Uh, Inspired by God. Well, let me put one thing, put forth. There's, they was, we have uh, 66 books in our Bible. How many was taken out? 45. If you add the 45 and the 66, it comes up 111, which is God's number. That was what we needed because it says things in there in that Bible, the others that were taken out about prophecy and stuff. And that's what. The word gospel means prophecy, especially the book of Enoch, the book of Jubilee, the book of Thompson, the book of uh, Bartholomew, the book of uh, Peter. There's a lot of books that has prophecy in there. And right now, it's the thing that was prophesied is getting ready to happen and has already happened. Did that answer your question? Uh, yes, it does. Okay, well you have a blessed day. Looking forward to seeing you Sunday.
6: Okay, well thank you very much.
3: Okay. All right, do we have anybody else, Dorothy?
2: Um wait a minute, I just lost it. Uh four oh four nine nine three. We haven't an answered yes. your
7: question, right?
2: Okay.
3: No. Hello. Hey, Apostle.
2: I don't know why I'm hey, having such a hard time tonight. Jeez. Okay.
3: <laughs> You're getting better. Hey, Apostle. How yes, you doing? I can. All right. How are you doing
7: tonight? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Um, so, I have a, uh, one of my best friends is a uh, Muslim, uh, but he's, he's open to learning and listening. And in fact, He'd come to one of our Bible studies uh, And I don't believe There's anything as a coincidence And after Bible study He was involved in in, an automobile So I have a couple Questions Uh, Jesus says the only way to the Father Is through him So would that suggest that People of Jewish faith That don't believe uh, In Jesus as well as Muslims um, Does that mean I mean, obviously, what it suggests is that they they won't uh, make it to heaven. Um, but I'd like you to talk on that. I asked him to listen, so he's listening now. Okay. And the other thing, then the other part of that is he was involved in that accident. Do you think that's the enemy's way of attempting uh, to have him uh, become fearful for just coming to listen to bible study or do you think it's a trick of the enemy just your thoughts on that and then the last part of that excuse me it's a multiple question i'm sorry multiple point question but i heard john ramirez say that he would he he was actually in communication with the demon that's over that particular faith and i just want to get your thoughts on all that so i'm just gonna put this on mute let you talk and i know uh uh, my brother is listening, so thank
3: you. All right, then. Now, uh, there's a lot of teaching out there about about the only way to God is through Jesus, all right? But, see, the Bible teaches us, this is a true story, that it teaches us that if we have no way of hearing about Jesus, and if we do by what conscience sake tells us to live uh, right, then Jesus' mercy will take care of that person. So they're gonna be they're gonna be people that were confused, you know, about the religion and being in the wrong religion, but because their heart was made right with God, they will still be saved. See, the Bible is not legalistic like most people think. If you know, or if you if it, if it if it says A, B, C, D, then it must be A, B, C, D. No. God says, I'll teach I'll hide things. And then when you start searching for me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, I'll start revealing things. And as you start to read, it's in the New Testament that God would look at them because they had no way of knowing about Jesus, that they because of they lived right. That's why I, I keep teaching people about the word righteousness. Righteous means to do what is right. The what God has did for us. He wanted this world, and as I said, if I start teaching the things that I know it might be a little confusing, but God wanted this planet to be very good. What happened was the uh the transgression, which was by Eve and Adam, that messed this world up. But the plan was for this world to be very good, and then it's supposed to move from very good into perfect. In other words, he said, be holy as I'm holy, be perfect as I am perfect. Now, when you start searching the scriptures, you'll start finding out what is with God and what is not. Now, let me show you a thing about Islam. Islam teaches of uh, the uh, Mahadi. The Mahadi is supposed to be coming in, and he's going to take over for seven years. If you notice, what is Jesus supposed to be doing? Jesus talks about the Antichrist, who's supposed to be in charge for seven years. Their their Messiah, or the Mahadi, is actually our Antichrist. Now, they teach that Jesus is going to submit himself unto the Mahadi and, and, and claim that Christianity is wrong. I'm here to tell you, I know the truth. Jesus is the truth. The only way you're going to find out the truth, you have to study Christianity at its root. At the root. Not at the, not at what people be teaching and stuff. At the root. And knowing the root of what it says, God wants us to do one thing. We are created for his pleasure. Not for everybody else's. Pleasure, God is not a genie. He created us for his pleasure. And how do we know about his pleasure? Jesus is the word of God. So the more you have a chance to learn the word of God, this is why Jesus said nobody comes to the Father except by me. In other words, he's telling you, you only come there by the word of God. Now, let me tell you about the word of God a little bit. The word of God is three words. Vibration, uh, noise, and frequency. Now, because most people don't know nothing about that, they have no clue of what the word is. The word is the Hebrew letter, Aleph Tau. And as I say, the more you get information, that's why I said, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Well, the word perish is what they need to be looking at. They they look at knowledge, but they look, forget to look at their word perish. Perish means you die. It's the opposite of die means you live. So knowledge brings life. Lack of knowledge brings death. Jesus said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. The Islam did not say that you will have life more abundantly, but it it will be weighed in the balance. That is not what Jesus is teaching. The Word says God is giving us grace. We don't deserve it, but we're saved by grace. And knowledge is life and it is power. When you get ready to cast out a demon, you can say all you want about uh, in the name of Allah. It won't work. In fact, some of the demons will tell you they work for Allah. But see, the thing is, you have to know the root word. Is the uh, the Jews there are? They have different denominations, just like we do. Islam has different denominations, like we do. You have the Sunni and the Muslims. Well, in the Jews, they have uh, Pharisees, Sadducees, Herodians, uh, or Zot- uh, oh, what they call. It? Zions and all they have all these different things too, but there is a set of Jews. I'm telling you, there is a set of Jews, and you'll see it with the string hanging down their head and stuff. They are knowledgeable in what the word or what God really teaches now they deny they deny Jesus too, but recently, because I told you I know things, they ended up finding out uh, the head of their whole group he just before he died said that he knew who the Messiah was. He put it on a piece of paper and he said they couldn't open it for a year and when they got through opening it up, it said that Jesus Christ was the true Messiah. So as I say, a lot of stuff at the end right now, that's why you have to go back to the book of Daniel. Daniel, uh, I think it's either the 11th or 12th chapter, it says that it's 12th chapter where it says the, in the end times that knowledge would increase. Well, people are thinking about it means the airplanes, the ships, and all that. Yeah, that does too. But the true knowledge was that in the end, things that would be revealed to us that was hidden from us in the beginning. Well, what things? The books that were taken out of our Bibles, the books that were found in 19, I think 1948, over there over, overseas. They were in a cave and stuff. And they came forth with a lot of stuff that was taken out of our Bibles, out of our Bibles, and now it's been revealed to us. That's why I tell people read the book of Enoch. It is uh, valuable, open to you right now. But there's other books out here, and I've read some of them, and not that I had any understanding, and that is called the Book of the Dead, because they had these uh uh they have these scribbles and stuff. I couldn't understand it, but I could look at it. But they brought curses. When I left left that thing alone, in fact, it was at the public library where I picked it up there. I left that thing alone. It had curses on it, and it it was broken because I did it in ignorance. But the true God who I serve, like Elijah said, I, I stand before, before the true God He will teach you. He will manifest himself to you, and the Bible even tells us that. He will manifest himself at least one time in your life, him and Jesus, and that's when you'll know the truth is Jesus, and he will set you free. Did I answer your question?
7: Yeah, you did. Uh, Great. Uh, then the last part of that Like I say He came to Bible study And then later on that day He was involved in a motor vehicle, motor vehicle accident And
3: okay.
7: I just don't believe A such thing as a coincidence So I'll just get your thoughts on that Is, okay. it, uh, is that uh, You know Possibly a demonic force Attempting
3: okay. to uh, the One of the things that I teach, one, of, one of the things that I teach There is no such thing as a coincidence Everything that is done is already been done. All you have to do is look in the book of Ecclesiastes. There is nothing new under the sun. God, the way God has this book, and the book says, uh, I wrote the end first and everything else I wrote afterwards. So, in other words, he's already re- already, everything is already written, everything has already been set up to be done, and what we're doing. As we're coming now from the beginning to the end, the end has already been written. So there is no such thing as a coincidence because if uh because he is interested to see, you know, he got an open mind a little bit. That's what we need. People with an open mind. Yes, yeah, the, the God of this world, which is Satan, attacked him. And he will continue to attack him if he tries to continue to learn. But once he learns that he can attack Satan back. That's why it says, if you submit yourself unto God, resist the devil; he will flee from you. It doesn't say you flee from God. He said he'll flee from you. Why? Because once you're born again of the Spirit, greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. And once you learn that, you'll see things will change in your life. That's why I tell people you need to change your reality. Well, how am I going to change my reality? I'm not God, but God's word is. And when you learn the word and you start fellowshipping with the word, you may even get a trip to heaven and you'll get to see that Jesus is Lord. Everything is given unto Jesus from the father to control this world, but he's waiting until his time is uh, the 6,000 years is up. That's what we're at now. We're at year number five, seven, eight, oh. And if you look up that word, uh, 80, which is, as I told you, I teach about Hebrew alphabet. The 80 represents the word mouth. And what does mouth mean? Prophecy. We're in the year of prophecy. So we can speak and get things changed if we believe and understand who Jesus really is and obey. Obedience is better than sacrifice and all burnt offerings. That's why Saul lost what he had. Because he didn't obey As I say This is no coincidence Your friend is listening to me Because God has ordained this To be happening So did I answer your question? You did I appreciate it Thank you very much All right
2: Have a good night Pastor I do have a comment About Muslims That Father's been Dealing with me about Okay Um father told me that some of his people are in among the Muslims under that deception and that we need to pray for them to come out and see the truth. And it hit me the way he said it is that his people, because we always think of his people as just Christians, right? But evidently some pre-Christians are in the Muslim
4: religion mm-hmm.
3: that's what I'm trying to say a lot of them are starting to come to the truth now Jesus is manifesting himself and they're starting to hear the truth from from the angels or hear the truth from Jesus himself making it clear but see Jesus cannot physically step on this earth yet until uh, the time which is that's why he said, I will not know when I come back. But you have to know a lot about what the word says. You have to have somebody to teach you, because you cannot learn this on your own. You've got to be taught. And because, uh, as I told you, they're going to be Muslims in heaven, but they won't be called Muslims. They will be called believers. That's because they they didn't know the truth. But their heart was to serve God. They say uh, Allah is God, but Allah just means one God. That's all it means. But the one God that it means, it means the God of this world, and that's Satan. That's why the witches and warlocks, they be laughing. Uh, I had a, a, a uh, what's his name, a tracer. A tracer is one who, he's a he's a warlock, and when you try to quit then in the covenant, he's the one that sends the demons after you. He said he had over 50 demons under his control. And I asked him, what organizations did he control? He said the seven-day Adventists, the uh, Jehovah Witnesses, the Muslims, the Buddhists. He started naming a bunch of them. And he'd be laughing because every time you sin or don't know the truth, you die a little bit. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. You die a little bit. And when you die, His demons, and he's not only his, but all the rest of them, they are what they call vampires, and they suck that energy out of that Christian or out of whoever it is that ain't living right, and they put it into him. Now, he doesn't physically go around drinking blood out of nobody, but there are some that do.
7: Thanks, Carl. that's
3: what I said there's so much that we need to know and how to fight the enemy, but we don't study. That's why it says the children of this world, which is Satan's children, are wiser than the children of life, which means us. In other words, we're supposed to have more understanding, but we don't study enough. That's why there's uh, uh, people, when they when they study the word and get into the word, they like cream. They come up to the top, and that's the ones you know about, like Elijah, Elijah, uh, Isaiah, Jeremiah. That's why these people came up to the top, and that's the people that God can work with. But there's others, that people you'll never know their names, but because their heart is toward the Lord. And even though they don't know which, which is Lord, but Paul even told him he said, I see that you are a little superstitious and that you have a statue here for the unknown God. But the unknown God is who I'm getting ready to tell you about. But as I say, the more you study, the stronger you become. The more the devil starts to run from you. And those that are in darkness, our job is to bring them light, which means understanding. Did I answer your question about movement being in there? And yes, do we supposed to pray for them? Yes, we do.
2: Yes, that was good. And we do have another caller. I just opened the mic. It's area code 816674.
3: Go ahead.
1: You might. Hello. Hello. Eight one six. Huh. They've
2: been on hold for a long time too.
3: 16, 17. Okay. Okay. Are they there? Hopefully. And you give them a
2: 816-674. see all I see in the in the queue is phone numbers, so that's why like we call oh, out phone you. numbers um, are you muted eight one six? did your chin hit the mute button like mine does?
3: <laughs> like mine. <laughs>
2: Okay, we're not getting anybody. I'm going to close the mic.
3: Okay. Now, we're getting close to the end of the, uh, we're right now with uh, Revelation, the 17th chapter. And the main thing I'm, I'm really getting this down to, because most of the time I don't finish the whole scripture, because I want you to read for yourself. But there is something that's important in here uh, on the book of Revelation. And as I told you, the the uh, 22 chapters represents the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet. And each one of the Hebrew alphabet is not like ours, A, B, C, D, F, G. It has it means word. So each word, each alphabet has a, uh, let's say, a, a book-long word for its interpretation. Uh, one of the things like Aleph. Aleph means head beginning, uh, uh, ox, a thousand. So you have to learn what is that interpretation and when do you use that root word or that interpretation. One of the things I, I, I'll just give you off the top, it was olive, best, gimel, dalit, K. Now to interpret it, Because everything in God's word, I don't care what is in there, it has to be interpreted. That's why it says, man cannot live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. What was the word that proceeded out of the mouth of God? The word was aletal. Well, what was aletal? That was Jesus. That's why when it says Jesus is God, that's because he came out of Father. And when he goes back, he goes back into the Father. That's why he says that the Father is greater than him. But once he entered in, he said, all power from heaven and earth is given unto me because he's back in the Father. And the Father speaks the word. And that's why when you check out the first language that was ever on this earth, it was Hebrew. Hebrew is the first language. Word that was up, uh, uh, things that we use to communicate, which is why they had the uh Tower of Babel. And uh, God says, Hey, if I don't go down and confuse the language, they'll be able to do whatever they want because they learned the secret of speaking the Hebrew alphabet, and that's why God came down and confused the language. And if you even go back further than that. There's a, a spirit named Lilith. Lilith was Adam's first wife. Most times you can't find that. But if you check, Lilith was the one who spoke the unfathomable name of God, which is 72 letters. And those 72 letters, she was able to grow wings. She was rebellious against God, against Adam and the angels. That's why when you hear these women talking about uh women's Leah, you go into their place you'll find a picture of Lilith there. Also, uh, when you hear about crib death, most women don't know about these things. Crib death, it is a, uh, the spirit of Lilith that kills them, kills the babies. And that's why we have this uh, a thing that goes after them to, de- to defeat them. And that is a, a, a thing of Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel. When Bill sees those three angels. See, please, from them. But there's a lot to be learned. There's a lot to be learned. So, yeah. Can you see my little time here? Well, we're get, getting closer. All right. Well, Dorothy, you got anything else? Because what we're going to do, I'm going to cut off and we'll start at 17 uh, for next week. On uh, Revelation 17.
2: Okay. Um. Do you want to discuss grace?
3: Oh yes, I'm glad you mentioned that. Let's go to that. What scripture was that? First Corinthians.
2: Second Corinthians. Um, I saved it. Where is it? Okay. Twelve seven.
3: Okay. And he heard me hear get over And that's there. another
2: good research. There's. For studying people, it's it's e dash dot net, and they have an electronic Bible. They have lots of electronic Bibles and commentaries. And what the the space program is the King James Bible that also puts the little numbers for um, Strong's concordance in a superscript, and you. Hover over that number, and it'll tell you the Greek meaning or whatever you know, the Greek meaning, the Hebrew meaning, whatever of that word, which is really helpful because it's right there, right in that verse when you're looking at it. So,
3: well, mm-hmm. oh, here, let me. Well, I always say when you you're trying to look up uh, scripture, it's better to read some above and some below. So let's start right. with uh, the first chapter. Uh, first chapter. I mean. Second Corinthians, the twelfth chapter, and the first verse. It says, "It is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory." Now, listen to what he's saying. This is, will give you the answer to that. It's not expedient for me to doubtless to glory. I will come to visit. I mean, in visions and revelation of the Lord. I know a man in Christ above fourteen years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell, or whether uh, or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows. Such as one was caught up into the third heaven. I know such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knows. How is how? Let's see how that he was caught up into paradise. Paradise is where the third heaven is, where Jesus stays at. All right, and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Let's see. Of such as one uh as such as one will I glory. Yet of myself I will not glory, but in my own infirmities. In other words, Paul has a bunch of problems. He said more than just one infirmity. Okay. Now what it is is building up about is something that is attacking uh, it's not really attacking his mind, but it's getting ready to push him into another what we call Ego, and he didn't want that, and God doesn't want that, so let's keep going. And so, for though I would desire to glory, in other words, hey, my ego, I shall not be a fool, for I'll say the truth. For uh, But now I forbear at least any man should think of me above that which he sees me to be, or that he hear of me. He's talking about his ego. Uh, least I should be exalted above measure throughout the abundance of revelations. In other words, uh, Paul did not get it by just looking at something. He studied what the word says and he got understanding, supernatural understanding. There was given unto me a thorn in the flesh that least, uh a thorn in the flesh that the messenger of Satan buffered me. At least I should, now back to his ego again, I should exalt myself above measure. For well, this thing, I sought the Lord three times that he might de- that it might depart from me. In other words, he was getting to be so so moved up in the spirit of God that he thought he was, he could be God. So it's all about his ego, okay? And he said unto me, "My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness." In other words, he was saying, Paul was saying, Lord. I, I'm ready to explode. I know so much about what you, about you and stuff, but <laughs> because of this infirmity, I know I ain't God. you will be surprised how many people think they are God. God starting doing things in their life, or oh, I, I can do anything. I can prophesy to everybody in the church. That's all I. Most gladly, therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities. You notice it backed up more than once. That the power of Christ may rest upon me, so his ego gets out of the way. Therefore, I take pleasure. You see, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproach, in necessities, in persecution, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So that's what it's all about. When it says, "My grace is sufficient for thee," for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Is talking about his ego. If he had, if it wasn't that God allowed that thing to happen to him, he would thought he was God. Did I answer your question? Almost. Okay.
2: Okay. So we're talking about infirmities, and you and I both know all about those. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. So, when his grace is sufficient, does that mean? You can rise above your infirmities to do what you're told to do, or does that mean the infirmities are supposed to feel a little better?
3: (laughs) Uh, The infirmities is is a part of things things that you're going to go through. That's why David, when he was writing, he said, I learned by the things that I suffered through. And Jesus, too, he learned by the things that he suffered through. We don't know what all he was talking about but the things he suffered to, because it keeps our ego down. That's why Jesus said, come and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly, humble. But a lot of times, you know, hey, God's doing so much for us, man. I'm beginning to think I'm God. He said, no, let me have this to happen to you. And you can't get it off me. That's why he asked three times, Lord, will you remove this thing? He said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. Now some days it's gonna be better, some days it's gonna be worse, but it lets you know that your ego your ego is not gonna run God, but God's gonna put humbleness on you to run your ego down. Did I explain it well enough?
2: Um maybe. So no. does that mean
3: words,
2: that
7: might
3: my, my ego needs it. to work in? Huh? huh? Does that
2: mean my ego needs to open?
3: No, it means for you to crucify it daily. But see, it doesn't mean that you got you got to do yours is wrong or anything. I'm just saying this is what God allows to happen to us, so that we won't exalt ourselves out of measure. That's why He Paul said, "If it wasn't for this thorn in the flesh, I would exalt myself out of measure." Hmm. In other words, it has nothing to do with the pain in your body. It has nothing to do with the sickness and stuff. It's all about you to understand that he is God and you're not. It's not a punishment. It's not a whooping. It's just part of the thing that God knows what we're going to do before we do things. And that's why he allowed things to happen. Ain't nothing that happens to us that God didn't already know about it before it happened, before we were born. To give you an example, I had uh, bone on bone on my knees, and uh, uh, I was taught, I was at this church. I've been bone on bone for seven years, and this preacher looked at me and said, I see Jesus standing next to you, and he's healing your knees. And I uh, Okay, he said, Come on up here. And I came up on the platform my knees were still hurting me. I mean, I was in bad shape. Had my cane and everything. He told me, raise your leg up, put it down. Raise your leg up, put it down. And when I did that, he said, take off. And I took off running. That was seven years ago. My knees ain't hurting me since. Well, why did God allow me to have that pain for seven years? Because there was a, you don't realize it, but your ego gets in the way. And after a while, you, you think that you're the one that talks to God and you're the one that does everything with God and everything. And God says, I want you to be meek and lowly like I am. Jesus didn't even let them know that he was the king of glory. That's why if they did, the devils never would have crucified him. They, when they tried to make him king, Jesus wouldn't accept it. My time has not come yet. And they kept him meek and lonely. I hope they answered it.
2: I think so maybe somewhat I think in my life I'm missing something about grace because it's not just that he tells me his grace is sufficient for the infirmity but you know mm-hmm. we're saved by grace and and mm-hmm. I think there's a lot more to it than we understand is
3: Mhm Well I guess is, he's getting raised the tea tree with Hebrew words, it can be ten different things at the same time. So but when he was talking about grace, then he was talking about uh his ego being exalted out of measure. Now, another time we talk about grace, it'll be uh you know, by grace that are you are saved. In other words, not of your own, but uh it was it's given to you. God just says, Because I'm nice, I'm gonna give it to you. And that's how we got saved by his grace, but when we're talking about that in what we just got through reading, we're talking about his ego. Did you get it almost you, uh, I'll yeah. get it
2: he'll 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 bang me over the head with it at some point because we've been discussing okay. it. and <laughs> okay.
3: That's how he works with say, me.
2: It takes a while sometimes.
3: Okay. Well, as so, I say the main thing is go back and look at that instead of, you know, that it's talking about his infirmity, it's talking about his ego. That's why he said if, it, if I hadn't, I would exalt myself all out of measure. In other words, if his ego would have been, oh, I'm God. I'm so close to God that Oh, just like the the disciples, you know, hey, can I sit on one side? Can the other one sit on the other side? In other words, they thought they were better than the other disciples. And that's why we have to crucify our ego. Or we say uh, in the Bible, we'll say most time we'll say our flesh. But what it is, is our ego has to be crucified daily. Because we'll think we're more than what we are. All that is a bag of chips. (laughs) All right, well, let me let you go. We done passed our time.
2: Okay, are you going to pray us out?
3: Okay. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne of grace and mercy and peace and love in the Holy Spirit. And we ask you, because of Jesus Christ that lives in us, that you have given us the greatest gift of all through the Holy Ghost, through the Holy Spirit is in us that we have given us certain precious promises and the promises are yea and amen. And father, because we are blessed going in, blessed going out the head and not the tail, it's because of your grace, your mercy. You're the one who's given us this thing. And then you gave us scriptures that we can claim as personal references to ourselves, especially that one as greater is greater as he who's in me than he who's in the world. And father, that as we submit ourselves unto God and resist the devil, that he would flee from us. And now as our knowledge is starting to increase, that we're starting to get life and life more abundantly, that the blessings of the Lord is coming upon not only myself, but up on my family and my friends and their family and their family and friends. And as we're increasing in the earth, that the children of light are getting smarter than the children of darkness, that we have power. We have the love of Christ. And according to the uh, scriptures, we also get the glory that is in Jesus that be in us. Father, we come to give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And we're really looking forward to the revelation that's coming forth now and that we're going to the revival and awakening is here. Father, thank you. In Jesus' name, and we all say amen.
2: Amen.
3: let I say, we'll start at 17 next next, not this Wednesday, but the following Wednesday. I'm getting better. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay And uh, You have a blessed evening You too And Father bless everyone You have a blessed couple of weeks While you're waiting for the next lesson And thanks Amen. for participating in, in the In the study
3: Because your questions were great yes, Made I me think thank a lot Everybody they called in. I want to thank y'all all. And I really appreciate y'all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So good,
2: good night, everybody.
1: With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry.